Welcome back to Church is Cancelled. I'm your co-host, Brett, and I'm joined today by my co-host, always aptly named for the episode we're about to enter. Today is Zero Kids. Yeah. What up, Zero Kids? Hey, what's going on? Enter is the right word. We're going to enter this one. Um, Yeah, so today we are talking about the Josh Duggar scandal is such a such a terrible word for this just atrocity um and for those of you unfamiliar uh josh duggar got his start on the learning channels i think it started out as 12 13 kids and counting i think it started out as that and and by their last season they had 20 kids so all right somebody's entering somebody and i'm just gonna say it was his parents um all right, so what do you have for us today? Oh, man. So, you know, usually we start off with our Christian cliche of the week. It's a church cliche, or sometimes we do a piece of advice, but today right. we have something different for you. What do you got? I've got something a little bit different uh, there, Zero Kids. I visited a church last weekend. And I'm you burned to... on impact, like just entering the door. No, they, okay. uh, they let me sit in the back i had to sit in the back and um yeah they two security guards stood immediately behind me on either side the entire time but i was okay. allowed in um i went to a brazilian church with and my they wife. thought you were argentinian so they made you sit in the back okay <laughs> that's exactly it yeah okay yeah my complexion doesn't really pass for a brazilian uh, especially with my added height um, yeah but you could be an argentine for sure yeah Possibly. Yeah. So I, I won't say the name of the church to protect us from uh, potential lawsuits. We've got enough pending <laughs> as it is. So. <laughs> hey man, we settled those two out of court. Okay. Uh, two of four. Yeah. Yeah. I. Uh, so this is a, a very famous uh, Brazilian church that um, has a campus in Orlando. There's a campus in Tampa where I am, but I think their biggest U.S. location is in Orlando. And um, let me say this, as much as I criticize when I walk into a church and I see the fog machines and it was fucking foggy the whole time. Yeah. God damn, if you were a weatherman there, you would have been having a fucking field day. But it's a um, Brazilian church, so it's got to be like the favelas. Like, they're always foggy because they're on fire no, all the time. This was nothing like a favela. They had on either side of the pews. Stadium. Stadium. Yeah. It actually was. It wasn't like a tiered level. They didn't okay. have that. It was all flat, just seats, 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 all the way okay. up to the front. So it was like a two-dollar theater instead of like a. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And but and we're talking. Um, it's it had to be. I mean, a football field or close to a football field in length, so a hundred yards or give or take. And they had. It wasn't screens, multiple TV screens. They somehow got one long-ass fucking screen to cover the entire wall on each side of the church. A screen, like a 100-yard-long screen that went floor to ceiling on both sides. And as much as I like to criticize that, all this extra shit that I think we don't need in churches, it was pretty badass, I got to say. They had images up the whole time to get you in the feels and stuff, to manipulate yeah. you emotionally. 
the images made no sense. It was like pictures of white guys who look like me and Roman soldier gear. Uh, don't know what was going on, but I loved it. I loved yeah. that part for sure. I, 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 throughout the course of doing this podcast, all of the things that I still criticize have become like the things that I love now. It's like, you know, I go to a stadium every Saturday night and I fight people to park and they fill this place with 4,000 people on a Saturday night. And I'm like, manipulate me, daddy, manipulate me, yeah. please. Cause guess what? I'm getting manipulated or people are, you know, every other entity on the face of this earth is attempting to manipulate me, including what I presume are satanic ones. So please church manipulate, manipulate me as best as you can. I'm here for it now. So that's, that was just the beginning. Uh, I realized we had been in this church for over an hour. Right. And the Bible had only been quoted once. I was like, this truly is, I'm just at a concert. I'm at a Christian music concert. To be fair. The Bible has been referenced one time. Or, or is it that, they're, you know, they're a Brazilian brand appealing to an American audience? No. They've been it was all in Portuguese. The entire service was in Portuguese. Okay. I didn't well, understand, you know, I understood 5% of it with my welcome to progress Gordon's, Portuguese hey. learning. I that's about as much Malayalam as I speak, and I went to a Malayalam only church till I was like thirteen. So but I was I, uh, twenty before I figured out the New and Old Testament were two different deals. <laughs> I understood the prayer, right. uh, this thirty-minute-long prayer that the guy gave before the offering. This is okay. just the offering prayer, you know. Before okay. they do the offering, a guy prays over the offering. To right. try to multiply it or make it bigger or whatever right, to make right, sure the church right. gets as much money as possible that's tax free. So he goes and he's 30 minutes into his prayer for the offering, and uh, this guy starts praying uh, for my understanding of Portuguese, very very culturally contextualized. He starts praying for green cards and visas to be approved uh, as part of his we offering. We just <laughs> we just we just we we I stand in uh in agreement with that prayer and if i can be a part of that if you're between the ages of 19 and 22 and you are a brazilian national seeking american citizenship i'm you here for you babe i just want to i just want you to know that i'm here for you so uh today i think we i mentioned we are talking about the uh, i'm not even done yet that wasn't all the shit that happened bro <laughs> that wasn't even it so after the offering, they yes. put up the announcement. Correct. They, no joke, had a video advertisement for an oil diffuser embedded in their announcements. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, we got this conference coming up, this one, and buy this fucking oil diffuser. Now, let me just say something. If there's two things on this planet that I love, it's the Lord, um, his his bride, the church, and it's capitalism. But never the two shall meet, okay? We have to draw the line somewhere in pitching oil diffusers. Listen, when the lady at church pitches the oil diffuser to you, when you talk about your financial anxiety, that's one thing. But when they do it from the announcement screen... 
right from the announcements. Uh, my wife said after the church, I thought it was really funny. She said, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if pretty soon they just start charging cover just to get in and attend the church service. <laughs> Do you remember a church in Minnesota called, um, I can just say the room, uh, the name Upper Room? Yes. Okay. Never went, but heard plenty about it. So in that church, when I first, when it first came into my consciousness, I explained to someone like, this was like going to a nightclub. And they're like, what are you talking about? This church at that time met at uh, Christ Presbyterian at seven o'clock on Sundays. I told my buddy, it's like going to a nightclub. He didn't believe me. He comes with me and we go there and you have to like, we get there at like six 30. You have to go up to the balcony because it's already full on the main floor. And we see a girl wearing wedges and a glittery uh, a short dress. I forget what there's a, a cocktail dress. Yeah. It's not a maxi dress. It's a mini dress. That's what it's called. A, 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 a full glitter mini dress. And she's wearing like these huge wedges. And he goes, this is like a nightclub. And I said, why do you think I come here, bro? It's not for the sermons. Kurt Bickman's a nice guy, but listening to him deliver a sermon is painful. So uh, he, he owns a grocery store for pours now, and I appreciate that. I love that for him. Good for him. Yeah. Good for him. Last, last thing I picked up on, uh, my wife has heard the gossips through the gossip trees. The lead pastor who delivered the sermon, um, of course, there's allegations he has group sex with men. Uh, and then also that Are there women been, there? No, Is there women? Just the oh, okay. No, just straight for the dudes. And uh, that he um, probably even worse than that, that he has received uh, hair implants. And I said, well, thank God for the fucking hair implants, because Lord knows Jesus could not show up if that man was bald. Right. So, I'm pretty sure there's a Bible verse about knocking bald men. So I'm oh, going to sure. skip over that one. Uh, but um, speaking of bald men, balding men, uh, he, Josh Duggar. Balding already? What is he, 30? Five thirty-six now. I think the stress of whatever he has going on probably is not helping that hairline. Isn't it stressful? Yeah. So, uh, like I said, uh, the Duggar family is part of a weird movement called Quiverful. So their concept is like the Catholics of old, which is uh, no contraceptives, and so. Every time you pound your wife, if she gets pregnant, that's God's will. Now, I'm going to say this as a person of color. Uh, society needs more whites. Uh, the white race is doomed. Uh, I'm not even a minority, right? I'm Indian. And uh, after India had a, a about a year of lockdowns, we beat the 2030 estimate of being the world's largest population. We did it seven years early. So... We're now the world's largest population. So even, that's right. That's what I'm saying. Like, uh, so uh, I'm not even a minority. I, I'm a majority. You're in the minority. Uh, you won't have kids. No. In the, I mean, your kids will be half majority. But I'm just saying we need more whites. So I'm okay with this, with that part of it. Um, but they have a lot of weird stuff that's about their their theology, I guess, if you want to call it that. Before we jump into all of the grossness that is Josh Duggar's horrifying Ass behavior. Criminal record. The Institute for Basic Life Principles. 
Now, IBLP. Here's my beef with a lot of these, uh, they're non denominational movements. Here's what they tried to do they read the, they read the scripture and they go, oh, there's a lot of, uh, some people would say complexity. I would say nuance. The scripture has a lot of nuance. And if you don't read Greek and Hebrew, that nuance is even furthered by historical realities, oh, yeah. uh, translation defects or differences. Uh, there's a lot of reasons. So I'll just use the word. There's some people would say complexity. I would say nuance. And that nuance creates this gap where you go, wait, you know, uh, drinking alcohol isn't in there. It's drunkenness. How do you measure drunkenness? There's no black and white measure, biblically speaking, for drunkenness. So instead of talking about the nuance and helping people mature in their faith and reading the scripture and understanding, hey, you can basically do whatever you want. That doesn't mean it's good for you. That doesn't mean right. it's going to bring you close to God. That doesn't mean it's healthy for you. Right. That doesn't mean it's going to help you achieve what you want to achieve. And some of, some of what you're permitted to engage in because you have free will is stuff that's going to make you sad. And if you want to give it a try, go for it. But if in the long run, and that's why I was at the beginning of this saying, yeah, manipulate me. That's fine. Like, please manipulate my emotions is because – isn't at all a manipulation, right? I'd rather be manipulated into peace and happiness than perpetual anxiety. So if we're going to do some manipulating, let's manipulate things in the correct direction. But okay. what a lot of, uh, and I'll use this word in our, in our parlance, you know, religious Christians, people who are participating in Christianity as a dead religion. How many times have you ever heard that from your hipster pulpit at your church? Well, I don't go to church, but if I did, I'm, yeah, I see what when you're saying. When you went, you animal, you've heard that phrase, right? We don't want to just be a dead religion. We want to celebrate the living God. Fair enough. You've heard yeah. something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, IBLP and, and groups like it, and there are plenty, um, they try to simplify things by just saying, don't, a list of do's and don'ts, right? Right. And uh, there's a whole verse in the Bible about false prophecy and how false prophets will come. Now, I'm not making any sort of accusation. I'm just leaving it up to the listener to go, if the Bible tells us you can do certain things, but it's bad for you, and you just tell people you can't do these things that are bad for you, but don't, they're never going to know why. Isn't that, aren't we doing the wrong, aren't we false prophesying? Isn't that the wrong thing to do? Um, Maybe. Maybe. Right. I. What I found interesting about the IBLP as I did some research, as I, I read, as you had mentioned, they did things like, uh, well, they've been referred to as a cult by yeah. many others. I think that's fair. But at the same time, I, uh, I read they avoid TV, secular radio, alcohol, dating, and public schools. And people go, well, that's a cult. And I go, oh, that just sounds like the Assemblies of God University I went to. Uh, <laughs> seriously, though, it's okay, a, but the not difference dissimilar is... from the experience that I had in the, in the AG. Okay. And... But to be fair, I went to an AG church for a while, right? Mm-hmm. 
those chicks were wearing low cut shirts and you know they were out there with it, right? Whereas these girls so, are these girls are making their own denim skirts. That's all I'm saying. Well, that's more in line with uh, a lot of the Pentecostal cultural experiences. The, the sure. long skirts, the modest clothing. We don't read Harry Potter. We don't listen to Jay Z. All that shit. Um, and I, I do, found I don't, it, I don't do any of those things either. So. I'm always so dressed I, uh, modestly. My cleavage is never out. That's that's not true. Um, <laughs> One time. So I I uh, I can relate to the IBLP. The thing is, when you're in a part of a community, when you are a part of a community like that, the you know, the outside world says, "Well, that's a cult." You don't see it that way when you're on the inside. What you think is, "No, we know the truth, and everyone else is wrong." And everyone else has been tricked by the devil and they're all evil and they uh, are satanic forces and things like that. That's a little bit extreme, but it's true. You know, they're under the spell of the enemy. Uh, some might yeah. say there's spiritual warfare when you you listen to that secular music that yes. tells you to disobey your parents. Correct. Uh, so that that is not an uncommon experience, but it sounds like the I. BLP was a little bit more extreme with it. I like what you're saying. Uh, what I hear you saying is that, yeah, they took what they read to say, hey, these are some things that, you know, you have the grace of God to do, but may not behoove you to do them. Right. It may be bad for you. Instead, they just said, you can't do any of this stuff. We're going to make it easy. We're going to make it plain for you. It sounds to me like just what the Pharisees did when they took the law of Moses and tacked on all this extra shit to make it way more complicated. They did it because they loved God and they right. wanted to follow the law. So they added all these extra things that said, well, if we build these extra laws and barriers in, we'll never get too close to even sinning because we're doing all this extra stuff. We're so far away from it. But part, in my opinion, why Jesus comes is to abolish that. To again say, no, no, the law is no longer necessary. It is fulfilled in me. Uh, but now I do think today we have a lot of churches, especially organizations like the IBLP, who come to be the second coming of the Pharisees and say, let's add yeah. more laws, let's be more <laughs> prohibitive and uh, more punitive as well. And what I would also tack on to that is, um, you know, there was a line in one of the episodes where the mom, I forget her name, and not that Anna. she... No, that's not the mom. I think that's the Duggar's yeah. wife. Uh, I'm yes. talking about. Sorry. I'm talking about talking Josh about Jim Bob's wife. Yeah, I don't know that she even gets a name in the show, nor does she deserve one. She's a woman. I'm surprised they even show her face. We don't oh, need to hear cool. from her. But she she makes mention of, and she wasn't raised like this. And I don't think Jim Bob was either. Um, I think I think they mentioned that Jim Bob bought a leather jacket and drove a Trans Am and realized it was satanic because it had the flaming bird on the hood, so he just decided to stop doing that. Oh, Guy heard one ACDC song and took it too far. But um, she made mention of some show. I, I watched one or two of the episodes once when I was in the hospital before any of this amounted to whatever the scandal was. And uh, she said something along the lines of, they say we don't let our kids have their own personality, but I look at the kids at public schools 
And it's not like they're unique and different. They're just one of another part of a different group. That's true. And that gets back to what I was trying to say at the beginning, which is it's all. It's all the manipulation. It's all the manipulation. Now, as we get into this scandal, what's the one verse in every one of these episodes that I keep bringing up or I keep quoting? Whatever is done in the darkness shall be brought to the light. Okay. So groups like the IBLP and other groups like them, I'm not, I'm not uh, whatever, picking on them specifically. They have this thing about shame, and shame is part of their culture. I don't believe shame's from God. I believe we should – there's corrective elements in, in our well, culture. Well, don't let our sponsor, the power of shame, hear you say that because they're a good sponsor and we want to have them back on. Of course. Of course. They're not sponsoring us today. But <clears throat> these – these that's a, that's voluntarily engaging in shame. That's a little different than what's happening. Here. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know, what happens is they don't want, and this is something I'm deeply familiar with. I deeply understand this because of how I grew up. When something bad happens, they close ranks. When somebody within their group, and this is almost, they're almost like the mafia in this sense. Mm-hmm. Like somebody whacks somebody, they're like, oh, no, we're, we're all going to go down for this, right? So we – because we knew that, you know, this was going to happen, whatever. So they closed ranks, and they try to cover it up. And I always get back to this thing of like, hey, from the very first scandal that we did, which was Mars Hill, you know the Bible, okay? Now – it's in there that if you try to cover it up, we're all going to find out. All right. Uh Now, Mm -hmm. uh, like Andrew Tate, you know, Andrew Tate said the thing that made him stop being an atheist was that he saw how much sincere evil there was in the world. And similarly for me, the thing that continues to push me towards the scripture and its validity isn't a lot of extraneous things. It's the fact that we do this we do this every week almost and every single week that bible verse continues to be true of like you can bang you a hot person shit. chick you can bang a hot person chick that you meet in a park but we're all going to hear about it eventually <laughs> right uh it's so true it, like hey you can do meth with a gay stripper named Mike Jones and we're all going to find out about it, right? So, so if you don't want to end up talking about on this podcast, keep that verse in mind. That's right. Uh, so we're going to jump into the meat of this, this story, uh, the unfortunate meat of this story. Before we do that, I want to tell you about scriptural skinny jeans. Now, scriptural, yes, scriptural Is skinny jeans. Is this a new sponsor? Jeans, another new sponsor. Oh, nice. Scriptural skinny jeans are different than the other skinny jeans of Uh, other brands because woven inside of each pair of scriptural skinny jeans is is the Bible verse, Romans 13, in the inseam. Okay? You're submitting yourself every time you wear these jeans is an act of submission to your local authorities. All right? Beautiful. You can go to scripturalskinnyjeans.com. Use code CIC12. You get 12% off, 12 disciples. 
uh, of which one Paul probably wasn't one because he came 100 years later. But we're not going to get into that now. But uh, Scriptural Skinny Jeans is launching. You can get on the list for that. You can get on the pre-order list for their new product, Scriptural Yoga Pants. Now, the interesting part about Scriptural Yoga Pants is they are made for guys who go to church oh. but also go to yoga classes. Progressive. Very progressive. Very progressive. And within these jeans, they have they have a special pocket for your twig and berries so that oh, your glory, your glory is really supported. So they're modest. Uh, they're scriptural and they're modest. They're modest for most people, not for everybody, though. For... <laughs> Let's just put it this way. If your name's Jamal, probably not modest. That's all I'm saying. So... Thank you. So uh, grateful to have that sponsor, Scriptural Skinny Jeans. That's right. That is code CIC12. That is scripturalskinnyjeans.com, code CIC12. Get 12% off your order, and uh, you can go check that out today. Again, we're always grateful for All Pod Media, our network that brings us these amazing sponsors week after week after week, new sponsors. It's an incredible feat. We're a very small podcast, and we still have new sponsors every week. All right. Well, let's uh, let's take it away with the grossness. So this all starts. What's that? It. How does it all start? Well, it starts all the way back in 2002, so 20 years ago, because we're all old now. Um, there's a 33-page police report uh, that reveals that Jim Bob told the cops that his Who's son Jim Bob? Jim Bob would be Josh Duggar's father. Good. That uh Jim that uh, uh okay. Uh <laughs> Joshua that Josh Duggar inappropriately fondled several young victims that were sleeping in the Duggar family home which okay. later is revealed uh, that two of them are his sisters. Yeah. So. We talked just briefly. We talked a bit about the the IBLP. Yep. Let's tie this together, right? Let's right. make this make sense. Why is this on churches canceled? Because Josh Duggar, neither Josh Duggar nor his father Jim Bob, are pastors Correct. or ministers. They were just prominent figures, I guess. And they were a part of the IBLP, and because they had the TV show with all the kids, they could speak to the public about their somewhat fundamentalist views. I wouldn't. I don't know that they're fundamentalist in the Calvinist sense, but they're fun. They're fundies for sure. Um, they're fundamentalists of some variety. Josh Duggar goes on to uh, as an adult um, doesn't go to Liberty University. Incredibly. I don't know how that probably too liberal for them, but he does go on to work uh, for the political action committee uh, <clears throat> sponsored by the family research council, which is a, uh, listen, I'm a libertarian. I have very traditional values, but I think trying to force Christian values into the law is the opposite of what we should be doing here, but that's yeah. neither here nor there, but that's where, Josh Duggar goes to work. So this is church is canceled. And um, to, to say that these guys 
but the Duggar family didn't at some point in time have a bigger reach than Joel Osteen is a, is a ridiculous statement. They're a big deal. And I would say they're probably a big, right. And they're probably a bigger deal to non-Christians than they are Christians. Is that, I don't know if that's a, because they they were a big deal to Christians, right? Because anytime a Christian person or someone loosely affiliated to Christianity gets famous or a celebrity claims Jesus, Christians right. jizz in their pants. So, True. Hey, when Jim Caviezel said he was Catholic, I was like, cool, bro. I'm, I'm, that's awesome. So I guess you're right. I do do that. I do, I do exactly what you just said. Everybody does it. Yeah, because I found out one of my favorite comedians, a comedic actor also is uh, – is a Christian. And he was just confused that he's like, what? Everybody doesn't do this. Cause like, Hey, one of us. Uh, but at least he didn't do any of this weird stuff. So yeah. I, I would say that, you know, this definitely fits right into what we talk about here on the show. And so, um, yeah. So that happens in 2002. Uh, it, it, when Jim Bob at one point was a state senator or state congressman from Arkansas, right. he tries to go for – in 2002, he loses the primary bid in which one of his policies is uh, that uh, the R word and the I word uh, should be considered capital crimes. Okay? okay. I – you know, siblings touching each other. But it's Arkansas, so how hard do you want to lean on that one? Probably why you lost your primary bid there. So, uh, uh, so, but, but, but basically, what happens is, I don't really understand. There's small town relationship between the, the cops, and they they reveal that basically, Jim Bob gets this cop to yell at Josh and say, yeah. "Don't Joseph Hudgens." Right. I've named myself after it was a state trooper. Right. Arkansas state trooper who is friends with Jim Bob. He gets Jim Bob to lecture him and say, Hey, we know you've had some inappropriate behaviors. Right. With young people. Right. Josh at the time was young, was a teen, I think. Correct. But I. <sighs> I was also 14 and I was also a horn dog when I was 14. I'm in my thirties now, still a horn dog. Yeah. But at no point in time was, I was like, Oh, here's a, I, I don't know. It's just too gross to even hypothetical. Here's a family member. Uh, I nonetheless, should do something. Yeah. yeah. And, and I would say Nothing. this much also is being horny is just a part of life. Right. And being a horny 14-year-old boy, and listen, if you put so many constraints on a person, they're going to, you know, like in Japan, for instance, the whole reason tentacle images are... We're getting into tentacles? Well, I'm just saying the reason that's a factor there isn't because the Japanese are like some out-of-the-box wackos. It's because the normal stuff is illegal or harder to come by. And this is the best analog to the real thing. So I'm just saying it's good to set boundaries for children. I don't have any kids. It's good to tell them what's good and bad for them. But on some level, 
you got to assume your 15-year-old son is going to try to show somebody his pee-pee, and I would rather that be some girl from his youth group than <laughs> someone in my household, okay? If I have – listen, you know, uh, the great economist – I'm in the middle of writing a book, and, and, I, and I quote the great economist Thomas Sowell, and he says this thing about there is no perfection on this earth. There's only trade-offs. And in life, we have to make trade-offs, even as Christians. We have to go, we have a carnal nature, and we want to do bad things. But we have to decide, are we going to do bad things or worse things or gross things or criminal things, right? So we have to decide, and sometimes you go, I'm going to pretend like I didn't just see Sally Sue lifting up her skirt and my son was up there. We're going to pretend like that didn't happen. Or yeah. I'm going to yell at him because that is so much more preferential than whatever happened here. Yeah, and we were like kind of dancing around what happened because we want this episode to stay up <laughs> yeah. when we uh, upload it. So, so, I mean, more or less, there was inappropriate behavior between. We Josh. could use we could use words like grape. We could use words like S A. Not like Ithy, not like Ithy, like the other kind, like yeah. S-A-D-A. And CP, if you don't know what those initials are, don't Google them. Going to go to prison. Uh, yeah. So there's but, S-A perpetrated by Josh against his sisters at a young age. Yeah, and I think we can uh, say fondled. He fondled. He did a little fondling. Yeah. State trooper guy steps in. Right. Trooper Hutchins here, who I'm aptly named after, steps in and says, don't do that or bad things are going to happen. Yes. Trooper Hutchins later goes to prison himself for uh, having a being found with CP in his office. At his sheriff's um, office. At least like his law enforcement at, office. Yes. Where he worked. Well, I don't know if his home office or sure. It just said office, but found with at least 37 images of very minor Oof. people. Yeah, so that guy went to prison for 15 years. The guy who was supposed to step in and help um, right. and uh, investigate, and he didn't, he didn't do anything. So there's some odd relationship, as you said, between law enforcement officials and, and Jim Bob being some type of politician where son josh doesn't get properly investigated or held accountable or really right. have any consequences for his actions yeah and i think he was required to go to somebody's ranch and dig up horse crap or something along those lines they said he did christian counseling and manual labor so uh probably carrying rocks from one place to another for no reason at all which is <laughs> No joke, uh, something that happened to a, a Christian friend of mine at a Christian summer camp where uh -huh. he had a punishment for breaking the rules. They made him carry rocks from one location to another for no reason okay. all day long. I think it's pronounced Manuel labor, and as someone who's married to a Latin person, I feel like you should have known that. Uh, so here's what ends up happening. A year later... Mr. Duggar, Josh Duggar, reoffends. Uh, apparently, he inappropriately touched a young girl who was sitting on his lap, and uh, he touched somebody in their family laundry room. Now, if you're un unfamiliar with the Duggars, they have at one point, I think they have 20 kids now, 
Um, yep. So they have a laundry. They have a laundromat in their house. Like when you tell me you touch somebody a laundry room, I'm like, where do you have this space? Yeah. But uh, that's not the case. Um, he did it again. Uh, so yeah. So for like a few months, he did manual labor and, uh, that, I mean, it doesn't look like it. And I don't know that, listen, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know that his intention was ever to be criminal. I simply think that he didn't have an outlet because he went to, he was homeschooled. He went to a small church where probably everyone his age was some sort of relative to him. He didn't have an appropriate outlet to, uh, you know, probably shared a room with a bunch of his siblings. Couldn't uh, evacuate his uh, ball sack. His nether regions. Yeah. So um, I'm not excusing his behavior. I'm just saying that – and later in the story – he does get arrested on CP charges also. So maybe he is just a broken person. I don't know. Or maybe he just developed the taste. I don't know. Uh, But it doesn't uh, seem gross. Yeah, it's it's too bad. And I feel feel bad for the guy. I feel bad for Josh Duggar. I feel bad for his family members. I feel bad for the women he did this to. It right. just seems like nobody stepped in. There was no help offered or accountability, really, or whatever counseling was done. I was almost surprised, I guess, to see the Christian response. I was looking for a, a stronger link to the church and what this means for the church, what the response should be. I saw a couple different outlets, Christian outlets saying the response should be forgiveness. Uh, forgiveness also with accountability. Um, and he's in prison. He's serving a sentence. So I guess that part's being done too little too late. But I was kind of surprised to see people saying we should we should forgive. Now, that maybe seems like, why would that surprise you? That's what Christians are supposed to do. But this seems pretty heinous. And we've seen a harsher condemnations come down from church leaders and ministry leaders for other scandals that were not as heinous as this. Right. So I was a little surprised to see people just being like, yeah, we should, he should be held accountable. We should forgive him. Yeah. Like, uh, I'm trying to think, uh, Oh, like Robbie Zacharias got pretty post. Yeah. Got, got railed pretty hard. His ministry did all these pastors stepping up saying we disassociate. We completely condemn and disagree this is inappropriate no forgiveness offered while the guy's already dead too right for still gross things hey Um, he put those girls through school okay uh yeah and not perpetrated against minors for what we know from what we know so uh again um if we got to choose here i'm choosing my uncle robbie over this guy Mm -hmm. so what does become interesting is the the Duggar family continues to have a TV show with TLC um, and Discovery Networks, despite the fact that this stuff is becoming a little more, uh, maybe not public to the public, but relevant 
I mean, like uh, this pertinent information is available to, to TLC and you got to love the corporate press. They're just like, yeah, everybody in our industry is being inappropriate at touching children. And in 10 or 15 years, you're going to hear about this thing called me too. And we all are doing it. So what's the big deal? This kid did it. Uh, but what, 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 I guess it was on par with other people who got exposed later as well. Right. But what I was attempting to say earlier and maybe forgot to say was the IBLP and other groups like it and other kind of cloistered, closed off Christian groups have this thing where they would rather sweep something this gross under the rug than have people find out that they're th- that the illusion that they've created that if you just follow these basic life principles, you don't watch television. Hey, this kid was homeschooled, never saw TV, and still he wanted to touch a booby, right? And you have to go without any external stimuli. This kid has a natural inclination towards something. And you don't provide he's not in an environment Surprise. where there is a release that would be more preferable, suboptimal in the context of the Christian faith, probably according to their theology, but certainly more preferable, right? Uh, if he went to a mega church where the young ladies wore mini dresses and uh, and wedge and big pumps, okay, maybe he would have found a more appropriate place to get his rocks off as opposed to within his own household. I'm just oh, saying that what happens is speculate. Well, that's a speculation, of course, but I'm just saying that what happens when you create this like group where we're going to close ourselves off he from everything else out there, because we're going to solve the problem of people having evil desires. Hey, in the Bible, we say you're, most Christians would say that you're born with evil desires. We would, that's what we would, the, most Christians would agree with that. Would you say so, Brett? Most would, yes. Okay. Maybe you don't, but I'm saying most would. Correct. I, would, I think it would be fair to say that these people certainly think that. And uh, <clears throat> they did everything that they could to prevent their kids from behaving like this and they and, and it still happens. So I, the lesson, if I you know, not to I'm not finishing the show, I'm just saying the lesson is can't stop biology, baby. Can't no, stop right. Right. Um but there are maybe good and bad ways ways to deal with it. And I'm gonna get into a a poor way of addressing it or of um exacting blame. Yeah. So you're saying, hey, if maybe this guy just had another outlet, maybe if dad, mom and dad would just let him take the long showers. Uh, we all know what happens in the long showers when you're a 12 year old boy. Yeah. Just let him take a long shower. You know, don't harass him. Don't kick him out of there. Right. Um, can you just a- can you just let the kid take the J.C. Penny catalog and hang out in the shed for 15 minutes? Maybe you wouldn't have lost your television show. We, uh, we, we don't know. We don't know. I, then, but uh, what I see on the other side of this is then blame. So we're saying, well, maybe if there was an outlet, things could have been different. Who knows? But uh, what I think is interesting is blame. 
the blame that uh, reportedly there's some blame being put on uh, Josh's wife, Anna. Yes, some members in the church. There was a lady named Mary Murphy who was interviewed, uh, who goes to this church and know, knew the family in some capacity. She right. was not saying this, but she was saying she had heard other women say, well, this all happened because Anna wasn't sexually satisfying Joshua. And if she had done a better job, he wouldn't have wanted to do the things he did. But this started long before he got married to her, so oopsie-daisy. They got He got yeah. married to Anna, who is still standing by her man. Okay? That is very similar to a former first lady of Arkansas whose name shall go remain nameless because I like living, who <laughs> later became a senator and ran for president unsuccessfully. Uh, so not like gonna, I'm just saying, she also stood by her man. I wanted to rant. I wanted to rant on that a little bit. Okay. Yeah. I want to rant on this idea that um, somehow it's the women's job to sexually satisfy the man, and that's all she exists for in the conservative Christian context. Now, I don't completely disagree. I think in any marriage, it's both people's job to satisfy one another, and I think you should seek to do that quite regularly. Uh, but I, I don't like the idea that, well, she had done a better job. You wouldn't have had this problem, right? Because some people have addictions. Some people have problems that, as you said, started a long time ago. And it does not matter what lady you bring in here, how attractive she is, what she does in the bedroom. This guy is still going to have this, this demon to battle with, I would bet. So let's not spread the blame on his poor wife who already has to deal with all the shit she has to deal with by saying, oh, if she had done a better job, you know, maybe let him go in the back door or whatever, this wouldn't have happened. I mean, I don't think that's fair to her. And I don't think we should uh, we should have a culture that reflects that uh, as, a, as a concept. <clears throat> Not at all. And uh, I, I would also say, like, you know, on some level, uh, he, this, this, this dude clearly had an appetite for a lot. And uh, by the way, had seven kids before he was locked up in 2021. So, I mean, they got married in 2008. Like like being with his wife. Yeah. So, uh, and as, as we find out later in the story, he was on Ashley Madison cheating Mm -hmm. on his wife. Uh, So this series of abuse continues, uh, you know, there was a FOIA request, which is a Freedom of Information Act, which I will go as far to say there was a police report from when he was a minor. That I, I don't know law. I'm not an attorney anymore. I've been disbarred. Uh, so, but I would say that you know that to me it shouldn't be something that is public, but it was, and uh, it just keeps getting worse. This thing keeps spiraling. Um, it turns out he was on this website called Ashley Madison, which used to be this website that helps you cheat. Now it's not as good as the website I'm building that helps you cheat where we create fake invoices, text messages, emails. So when you tell your wife you're at a conference, the web, the conference actually has a website she can go to. She can see the speakers, all of which are fake. Uh, we charge a very low. We're retention. actually putting on a conference. Just the whole conference is fake. 
Correct. And the entire conference is where you go to meet somebody to cheat with. And uh, we provide we provide uh, the correct documents for your tax write-offs. So we, you know, it's going to be the best real estate conference in all of Tampa, Florida. Uh, but <clears throat> it just continues to devolve. And at some point, it goes public. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it did. And it, and I, don't, I, I don't know what else to say. Now, this goes all the way back to 2015. Okay. Now, Josh isn't put into prison until 2021. So there's this long, drawn-out thing where we think, like, where the public who's nominally paying attention to the story, TLC cancels the show, Oprah cancels their interview to talk about all this mm -hmm. stuff. Uh, TLC picked up a new show, says, Counting On, with the two sisters that were named as Josh's victims. Don't know if the other sisters were also whatever. Uh, really unfortunate. I feel really terrible for those gals that they didn't do anything wrong. And so TLC gives them a show. But when it turns out that Josh is, is arrested for CP and that it's even worse than people had initially thought, they cancel that show too. It's like, hold yeah. on. <laughs> they didn't even do anything wrong. Give them a they're, break. They're the victims. Now, one, I think it's one of these sisters or uh, maybe a different one. There's 19 of them. How's one to keep track? One of them left the... IBLP or whatever that thing is called. She said she went to the conference and she was wearing makeup and then realized that she didn't believe in any of that stuff. And so she started deconstructing and now just probably goes to some mega church somewhere wherever right, she yeah. lives. But uh, that's what yeah. happens when you deconstruct from a cult. You just go to a mega church. Yeah. It's like when, like when people who leave uh, the Mormon church, and then they just show up at a regular church. It's just like, oh, buddy. They're just Catholics now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, there's uh, Leah Remini, the actress. She was part of a church. I won't even say the name of the church because that's how scared of those people I am. Uh, they're not They're not Christian. Uh, and then she became Catholic. And she was doing Joe Rogan's show, and he goes, hold on a minute. So you're part of this religion, and uh, they have all these weird rules, and a lot of uh, celebrities are a part of it. And then you leave that and you go become Catholic because that's less scandalous. <laughs> and it is less scandalous. But uh, yeah, so ultimately, uh, you know, this just keeps getting worse. And uh, but, it, you know, some of this behavior, as I keep getting back to, is like it's bad. But in a context where it's a willing participant of a similar age, and not a family member, even in Arkansas. Not really that, you know, not really. We're never doing an episode about a regular guy being like, we're never going to do an episode about John Christ, at least as far as whatever we know about John Christ. Because what Why if not? we tried to be great? What's that? Why not? It'd be great to do an episode on his scandal, wasn't even a scandal. Here was his scandal. He was in he his canceled. He was in his like early 30s. The the most scandalous thing he did was try to rollerblade with a girl. That was the most scandalous thing. I mean, so wasn't she like 14 though? No. All of the oh. people he was dealing with were adults. Oh, no. 
the scandal was that one of them was in the middle of getting divorced and he was like, send me pictures of your nip. And it's like, Hey bud, oh, yeah. there are free nipple pictures on the internet and uh, don't have to ask for them for married women, but whatever. Danny, as we uh, continue on these scandal episodes yeah. and people get canceled and your right. Bible verse, whatever is done in the darkness shall come to the light comes up every single time. Right. I have a question for you. Correct. Do you believe that sin is sin? Meaning there is no one sin that is greater than any other sin, so on and so forth. Yes. Other than the, you know, blasphemy of the Holy Spirit, which we're not really sure what that is, but the Bible mentions that's the unforgivable sin. Right, which we're never trying to do here, that's for sure. Uh, I do believe it's all just the same thing. It's all the same? I would say that it all aggrieves God the same. But living in the real world, there's practical consequences. So I think the practical consequences for everything is different. I think the practical consequence for drunkenness is that you wake up in the morning and you have trouble not functioning. And I think the consequences for other sins, such as inappropriate touching of somebody, is prison. And in life, you have to compare what's worse. That, that doesn't, the eternal consequences might be all the same, but the earthly consequences are different. Yeah, that's yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. Why do you ask? How do you feel? I was just curious, like, because uh, we run, when we talk about these scandals, in my mind, some are certainly worse than others. Right. So, I, in terms of what it, I think what it does to people. So, if you're, I don't know, we haven't done really, an, have we done an embezzlement one yet? No. Not yet. No, I won't use that as an example. But if you're Mark Driscoll and you're just kind of being a dick to people, right? Uh, versus you're Joss Duggar and you're actually using your dick on people, um, I think one's a little bit worse than the other. Correct. And uh, certainly the worldly consequences are going to be more severe for one over the other. Uh, but yeah, I think if if God could punch you in the face, he would punch Josh Duggar a little bit harder than he would punch Mark Driscoll. Yeah, I mean, I, that's not an unfair. We serve a loving God, not a UFC God, but I kind of like a UFC God. Yeah, yeah, I guess. I mean, there's a if there isn't a little bit of Dana White in in the Christ, isn't that? <laughs> yeah, I guess. But you know I, what you're saying is probably not unreasonable. Although I don't, I don't, and here's the reality: I don't know why I hold that view. I don't know that it's necessarily the biblical one. I just know it's the one that I heard in church more, so it's the one that I've accepted. Because if that's really, not really. the case, because if it is not the case that it's simply all the same, uh, I'm a little worried. I'm a, I'm a lot worried. So for my own peace, happiness, and prosperity, I go with the it's all the same. It's all the same. Manipulate me, daddy. That's right. Well, I have to go because somebody who owes me money is going to get beat with a sock full of nickels. So, good luck I'm with kidding. that. Uh, hey, before we go, I just want to say two things. I want to say uh, again a thank you to Scriptural Skinny Jeans. I want you guys to check them out. And just closing us off, I just want to say with peace and love, Brett, you're canceled.
Oh, that was uh, very sweet of you. Uh, don't touch me. Okay. Danny? Yep. Um, I think that you should go in peace, serve the Lord, and be right. canceled. Thank you. Thank you very much. You're welcome. We did it. We'll see you next time on Church is Canceled. That's right. Thank mm-hmm. you.